I was born inside a hospital with a nine-digit number code. I pledged allegiance to the flag when I was only four years old. The first thing that I learned in school is we are a country free. One bad forces attack our land. I'll fight for my country. I'll fight for my country. I joined the scouts when I was on a uniform. I learned there how to fold the flag and how the look of a proud man was worn. We deserts and plains, we hiked through the giant trees. And I saw God in the beauty there. I'll fight for my country. I'll fight for my country. Thousand miles away, he finds first time that he feels at home to himself as he faces his in the land of the mighty grizzly. Did one this everywhere, my country? Did this everywhere? I'll fight for my country. Now I love the rhythm of this land. I love my green mountain home. Come to the forest here They won't be fighting me alone Cause the wildlands are the place To remember what it means to be When bad forces attack our land My country I'll fight for my country I'll fight for my Dr. Angie Harmon working as a volunteer tutor. Here she's teaching kids to spell habeas corpus. Here, prosecutable. Angie played a lawyer on TV. To find out how you can volunteer in your community, go to usafreedomcorps.gov or call 1-877-USA-CORPS. When you help your neighbors, you help your nation. Make a difference. Volunteer. This public service message brought to you by USA Freedom Corps and the Ad Council. 
You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energymon. And this is Treeson. And we are talking to you live <laughs> yes. this 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And we are talking, well, I thought we'd go into this a little bit. Green thoughts. Yes. First of all, i got to say, someone should <laughs> teach uh, George Bush how to spell habeas corpus. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. It's, it's They should Latin. at least give him an overview of the concept. Oh, know? yeah. Well, we all <laughs> should know what it means. <laughs> It's okay if he doesn't quite know how to spell it. I know he has trouble with such things. It's like... And that's okay, you know. Some of the smartest people I know have trouble spelling. Bush is not one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> you know Bush. <laughs> I, I've seen him. I, I saw him in Marion. I've seen him on TV. I've seen him in person in Marion from, oh, 200 feet, 300, really? 400. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he stopped in Marion, uh, oh, like right before the election. He was doing like a last-minute tour. So <laughs> I think we need to go to Marion and do a little purification ritual. <laughs> did you know that today is Oil Independence Day? Ah, that makes sense. I did not know that, but I can see why. It's just some random people, I guess, are making it up. But I think we we as a nation started out become you know setting up to be independent from the rest of the world. And now we are dependent. Yes. Mm. Very, very, very dependent because our greed in our oil consumption. So, Oil Independence Day is a global campaign to inject energy awareness into mainstream media and public consciousness. It doesn't matter where you live. Anyone can participate in this event. From the environment to health and security, energy, sustainable and otherwise, truly does penetrate our lives. It's literally the largest industry in the world. While there are no specific local events planned, there is a strategy to reach out to social and environmental groups all over the world. Organize and decide to be independent from oil. Yes. <laughs> or just be independent. Um, one of my favorite quotes, recent quotes is, be yourself Everybody else is already taken. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so. Green thoughts? Uh, green thoughts. <laughs> green thoughts. Yes. <laughs> the Shawnee Green Party will hold their fourth annual Independence Day celebration Friday, that's today, July 4th, at noon, that's in a couple hours, in Carbondale's Town Square Pavilion. Various Greens will read from the Declaration of Independence as well as the writings of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Thomas Paines, John Adams, and Ben Franklin. Their words are probably far more radical than most present-day Americans actually realize. Uh George Washington, for one, signed the Treaty of Tripoli, which states, quote, as the government of the United States is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion, as it has itself no character of enmity against the laws, religions, or tranquility of Muslims, 
and as the said states never have entered into war or act of hostility against any Mohammedanian nation, it is declared by the parties that no pretext arising from the religious opinion shall ever produce an interruption of the harmony existing between the two countries, end quote. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Quote, As a time when many of our citizens, including all too many in our government, seem to have forgotten the principles upon which our republic was founded, we try to do our best to remind ourselves about these principles. Reads a Green Party press release. Recall the vision. Renew the struggle to defend the republic from its usurpers and realize America's unfilled promise of liberty, justice, and opportunity for all. So noon yes, today, today. <laughs> at the pavilion. Yes, and there's lots of ways you can celebrate uh, Independence Day, but that sounds like a pretty good one because it gets back to the whole issue, you know. <laughs> we are an independent nation. and we yeah. sh Well, we are independent-minded people, and, and we and are an independent nation. As much as it's fun to watch, you know, the fireworks exploding and, you know, have the barbecue. What does that have to that? do with independence? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's a big celebration, but it's good to remember you know, that the idea is supposed to be to celebrate freedom. True. Celebrate freedom. Well, we can celebrate freedom with the party, but we also have to remember where that party came from. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people gave up a lot of stuff to be able to be free. Yeah. People have been partying for hundreds of years so that we can have what freedoms we currently have. Yeah. And we need so. to keep partying to keep them and get more. <laughs> so hey. let's see. Uh, in other happenings, should I mention... <clears throat> Another uh, Fourth of July happening at the Big Muddy IMC. Why not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so coming up tonight at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center, 214 North Washington, is a film called Revolution. Revolution? Oh, how appropriate. Revolution with Al Pacino, Donald Sutherland, and an all-star cast. Al Pacino could do a good revolution. Yeah, he he's pretty good. He can do a pretty good anything, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could probably imagine stuff he can't do all that well, but, you know. Be all nice. the I've seen him in, yeah. <laughs> if he played a nice, gentle, you know, cheery, like, boisterous <laughs> character, it might not be as believable. But all the roles I've seen him in have been pretty good. So there, it's a movie called Revolution. It's a unique piece of cinema that demythologizes the American Revolution and lets us see it in a completely new light. Uh, so that's coming up at tonight at 7 p.m. at 214 North Washington uh, in Carbondale. Pretty exciting stuff. Any other happenings? Um, I think that's all I've got, actually. Yeah. People didn't do a good job of letting us know if stuff was happening in the town. Yeah, I guess they're trying to keep it secret. Yeah, it's <laughs> like... We, we've got big things going on, but we're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that there is uh, little festivals out in the woods and people who are going to wander around to the wineries. And yes. <laughs> is the weekend to get out in the woods. It's like, um, or just relax. We don't do enough relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, celebrate Oil Independence Day by maybe, hey, not driving anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> So, um, I have 66 ways to save gas or save money on gasoline. If anybody wants it, I can email it to them. I decided I wasn't going to read all 66. <laughs> it's kind of like that song, uh, 100 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yeah. <laughs> we could make it into a song. 
Yeah. 66 ways to save gasoline. <laughs> I think number one is walk. You would think it would be. It's probably not. Yeah, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. It's like some obvious ones. I mean, if you have 66 ways to save gasoline, you're going to have to make up some very obvious ones. Yeah, like, like walk, inflate your tires. Don't drive. <laughs> Is your home or business ready for summer? Let me give you the top five ways to cool your world with help from the EPA's Energy Star program. Rising energy costs as well as high summer temperatures and humidity can place a strain on finances as well as well as the environment. Here are a few simple steps from the EPA which can help curb energy use in the buildings where we work, shop, play, and learn and help. Let's become more energy efficient and fight global warming. I saw my favorite shirt. It was like a, a teeny bopper was wearing it. Huh. And it was like all pink and, f you know, like almost homemade looking, but you could tell it was, you know, bought at a store, but like... Where a kid got out the the sparkle pens and yeah. and it said, "Global warming is so not cool." <laughs> so, um, the number one thing you can do to help your home or business get ready for summer is a programmable thermostat. If you get an Energy Star qualified programmable thermostat, um, they can properly automate your air conditioning and save money. It's usually not necessary for us to have air conditioning on 24 hours a day. Um, well, at least not to max capacity. In a business, in the, in the night, you don't have to have it on. And then at home, when you're not at home during the day. Um, you might want to leave it on some, but you can turn it back, as in the programmable thermostat can pop to a different degree while you're gone and then you pop it back when you get home. So you can program your system to scale back on cooling while buildings are unoccupied. And then cooling and ventilation use about 20% of the energy in buildings nationwide. As summer approaches, tune up your air conditioning and ventilation system and continue with monthly maintenance. I don't know anybody who does monthly maintenance. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't think a lot of people do yearly maintenance. Yeah, so you got to start where you're at. You got to at least do yearly maintenance. <laughs> I mean, the easiest thing is just replace the air filter. Yeah, most air filters are only good for like three months, unless you happen to buy a super duper one. They're pretty much good for three months, and so then they start getting clogged up, and then the, it has to work harder. So yeah, and working harder means you're going to pay more for energy, and the Earth is going to pay more for that carbon footprint. And, yeah. And then, of course, there are Energy Star qualified office products, computers, printers, copiers, or appliances. Energy Star is a minimum requirement for any type of appliance that you buy. There are appliances that use less energy than Energy Star, but at least get an Energy Star appliance. So, there are a few... Uh, a few simple green choices that you can make at home and at work. And the simplest one, unplugs things when you're not using them. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a lot of things, don't physically unplug them. That's a lot of work. Put them on a plug strip and just flip the plug strip off when you're not using it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a lot less work and is as effective as unplugging something. So, celebrating oil independence today, today, 
let us use less energy and not waste. What was the song, the Elvis song? Don't waste... The Green Elvis. Don't waste fuel, use your feet, it's cool. Yeah. There you go. Don't waste fuel. Use your feet, it's cool. Use your feet, it's cool. (laughs) All right. What do we got in the news? Okay, yes. In the news, we have... Ah, this one's interesting. Green your barbecue. Serve green drinks. (laughs) Toast the environment with green beverages at your party. I don't know, are we talking like green the color or ecologically green? We'll find out. I don't think it matters. (laughs) Either way, you know. Get drunk. I've had some green drinks that were good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, don't drink until you turn green. (laughs) Or maybe, if you drank enough... You would say, oh, I'm part of the green party, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got uh, enough chlorophyll in your body that you start turning green. It's like, if, yeah, if you drank um, spinach smoothies, I'm sure you'd become part of the green party. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. The types of greens they're talking about. Uh, no barbecue would be complete without some cool drinks to wash down the carefully considered eats enjoyed by you and your guests. Ah. And while the temptation would be to fill your cooler with exotic drinks from far-reaching locales might be strong... Guava juice. <laughs> we have a few ideas to help make your drinks as green as the rest of your party. Choose, party. <laughs> yes, choose local and organic. At the risk of sounding like a broken record, <laughs> this rule again holds true. Yeah, local and organic is always a good choice. Happily, drinks like organic beers are part of the organic movement's meteoric rise. <laughs> U.S. organic beer sales increased 40% in 2005, for example. So it's getting easier to find organic versions of what you desire, be it beer, wine, or non-alcoholic beverages like juice. Hey, juice is alcoholic. For (laughs) me, it gives me woohoo. Yeah, the sugar high. (laughs) The sugar high, yeah. And with the explosion in popularity of microbreweries, chances are there's a local option for your favorite beverage. Uh, and like we talked about, like, you know, we've got the wine trails, we've got all sorts of local options for uh, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks. <laughs> so it's pretty exciting stuff. Drink pick, green. <laughs> drink green, yeah. Can we pick up, when When can we pick up the apple cider? The local oh, apple yeah, cider? that'll be, it'll still be a little while yet. I love the apple cider, though. Yeah, it's like... And if you really do want a green drink, you could do like a green smoothie. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Did you know that China banned plastic bags? I heard about that, yeah. Did you really? I didn't hear about it at all, and we didn't report it on this show. But here they've got a news article about how the plastic bag ban is working. Well, I think I heard about how they were going to. I might not have heard that they did. Yeah, it's like... Um, China's plastic bag ban is working so far. It may have been only been in place for a month so far, but initial reports by the World Watch Institute show that China's ban on free plastic bags is having a definite impact. Um, they didn't ban them totally, they just don't give them out for free. In Guangzhou City, the use of plastic bags in supermarkets has been cut in half, while some supermarkets in Beijing's use of plastic bag has dropped by 90%. Plastic bag ban is embraced, has been embraced, according to the World Watch Institute. Shoppers have embraced the ban without significant Im- complaint, despite sacrificing some degree of shopping convenience. Older generations have reminiscently turned back to the woven baskets or plain cloth bags they used before plastic alternatives entered the Chinese market in the 1980s. 
and younger people are busy checking out online shops for more fashionable eco-friendly bags those two do those who do pay for plastic bags are trying to buy as few as possible foregoing the long and grain perspective of better more than fewer prevalent before the band now prior to the ban chinese consumers used up to 3 billion plastic bags per day generating more than 3 million tons of non-biodegradable trash annually so that's pretty good yeah you think the us will follow this you never know they might there's, well, there's talk, there's buzz. <laughs> there's buzz. Well, kind of technically, a lot of stores are starting to do it. I mean, they don't automatically charge you for the bag, but they have like recycled, you know, like recycled tote bags available, reusable bags yeah. available. Reusable bags available. Almost every major sh- supermarket chain now has, you know, and they, of course they're using it as a, a way to make money because they sell you the bag. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, eventually maybe they'll outright, you know, start charging you for the little plastic bags. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if China can do it, I don't know. Why is China such ahead of us? (laughs) I don't know. But maybe they realize that with so much growth, uh, economic growth going on and so many people that they've got to do something. Otherwise, you know, the whole, the whole planet's going to be, uh, Environmentally trashed, well, just like mi- the U.S. is doing. <laughs> they might think about it in an economic sense because um, a third of its imported oil, China's imported oil, goes directly to make plastic in packaging. Yeah. So. And as the price of oil goes up, you got to start thinking about that. In theory, it'd be nice if you think about that before the price of oil goes up. But hey, you know, better late than never. And that information was from the World Watch Institute. So. Okay. Let's see. Another news. I find this one pretty interesting because I heard the original story. I'm glad to hear the update. The electric slide. The BLM reverses its stance on solar project moratorium. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management has reversed its recent moratorium on new applications for solar energy projects on public land, allowing companies to keep submitting proposals for new solar projects. The solar project freeze had been instituted in late May while the BLM began conducting a two-year study on the uh, potential environmental impacts of solar panels on or solar projects on public lands. The agency said the study would eventually help speed the projects along. However, due to pressure from the solar industry, Congress, and the public, the agency decided Wednesday that it could continue to process new applications after all, even as it studied solar's environmental impacts. The victory is only partial, however, as the BLM hasn't actually approved any of the 130 solar project applications it already has. So, really, not approving a few more isn't that big of a deal for the agency. Quote, We're encouraged that the BLM lifted the moratorium, but we're only halfway there, said Rowan Rush of the Solar Energy Industries Association. We now need them to expedite the permitting of the solar projects. Straight to the source, the Las Vegas Sun, Associated Press, and New York Times. So, you know, very important to study the environmental impacts of solar projects. However, it's kind of ironic when they say, we're going to freeze these projects so that we can speed up 
the processing of these projects. <laughs> that, that puts the bureaucracy in the Bureau of Land Management. <laughs> All right, I just have to do this one for the title. Summit Like It Hot. <laughs> Summit Like It Hot. Bush heads to G8 meeting where climate change will be a hot topic. President Bush will travel to Japan for his eighth and final G8 summit where climate change is likely to be a, a subject of heated ahum, talks. At last year's meeting, leaders agreed to seriously, seriously, seriously consider a goal of cutting global greenhouse gas emissions 50% by 2050. But, but, the Bush administration continues to resist mandatory targets, and in a speech on Wednesday, Bush made sure to again emphasize, quote, technologies over regulation, quote, I'll be reminding people that we can have Better energy security, and we can be better stewards of the environment without sacrificing economic growth, said Bush. Mm-hmm. He also said that he would urge other leaders in the Group of Eight not to act without developing countries. Quote, quote, Look, we can't have an effective government, uh, effective agreement unless China and India are part of it. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is getting antsy about whether a new deal will be in place when the Kyoto Protocol expires in 2012. Straight to the source, the Washington Post, Reuters. So, it seems like the rest of the world is going ahead without this proposal, just doing it. Uh Yeah. They're like, okay, well, we could sign it, or we could just, you know, start doing things. Uh You know, and quit talking about it. They're waiting on the U.S. to get on board, but in the meantime, they're starting to take action. And um, so I thought, the wind, the wings beneath our wind. Yes. Investment in renewable energy skyrockets. You are the wings beneath our wind. Global investment in renewable energy hit a record $148 billion in 2007, jumping 60% from 2006, the United Nations reported on Tuesday. So that was straight to the source, Associated Press and Reuters. So people are installing renewable energy, spending money on renewable energy, and um, not signing the Kyoto Protocol. <laughs> well, that's just the U.S. Yeah. We are the only industrialized nation so far now to not sign it. Yes. <laughs> and we it's again, we are against the principle. <laughs> must not have gotten the message that renewables are ready. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope to see you again next week on the radio. How do you see someone on the radio? Oh, with our amazing abilities. Yeah, so (laughs) if you have a happening, you have to send it to us. Otherwise, people might not show up. Yep. So send it to me at info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can send it to me at treesong at treesong.org. For the USA Freedom Corps, everyone is capable of doing something. For example, I volunteer to be the radio spokesperson. They say, how does being a volunteer troop beat a sound? To find out how you can volunteer in your community, go to usafreedomcorps.gov or call 1-877-USA-CORPS. When you help your neighbors, you help your nation. Make a difference. Volunteer. This public service message brought to you by USA Freedom Corps and the Ad Council.